skidded out from underneath her, and her balance was gone. The moment extended itself, so that she had time enough to see the pails fly up and away, off the yoke, emptying themselves, and see all her work undo itself, and to realise that when she landed, it would hurt. Then the pails hit the ground and bounced, making a racket that startled the rooks cawing from the beaches. Sarah landed hard on the stone flags. Her nose confirmed what she had already guessed. She had slipped in hog shit. The sow had got out yesterday, and all her piglets skittering after her. And nobody had cleared up after them yet. Nobody had had the time. Each day's work trickled over into the next, and nothing was ever finished. So you could never say, Look, that's it. The day's labour is over and done. Work just lingered and festered and lay in wait to make you slip up in the morning. After breakfast, by the kitchen fire, feet tucked up under her, Lydia sipped her sugared milk and complained to Mrs. Hill. You don't know how lucky you are, Hill. Hidden away, all nice and cosy down here. You say so, Miss Liddy? Oh, I do say so. You can do what you like, can't you? With no one hovering over you and scrutinising you. Lord, if I have to listen to Jane, thou shalt not in me one more time. I was only having a bit of fun. Next door, down the step into the scullery, Sarah leaned over the washboard, rubbing at a stained hem. The petticoat had been three inches deep in mud when she'd retrieved it from the girl's bedroom floor and had had a night soaking in lye already. The soap was not shifting the mark but it was biting into her hands, already cracked and chapped and chillblained, making them sting. If Elizabeth had the washing of her own petticoats, Sarah often thought, she'd most likely be a sight more careful with them. The copper steamed, a load of linen boiling away in there. In front of her, the fogged window was laddered with drips. Sarah stepped neatly from the duckboard by the sinks to the duckboard by the copper, over the murky slither of the stone floor. She slopped the petticoat into the grey bubbling water, lifted the laundry stick, and prodded the fabric down, poking the air out of it, then stirring. She had been told, and so she must believe, that it was necessary to wash a petticoat quite white, even if it was to be got filthy again at the next wearing. Polly was elbow-deep in the cold slate sink, sloshing Mr. Bennet's neckcloths around in the rinsing water, then lifting them out one by one, to dunk them in the bowl of cold rice water to starch them. How much more have we got to go, do you think, Sarah? Sarah glanced around, assessing. The tubs of soaking linen, the heaps of sodden stuff at various stages of its cleansing. Some places they got in help for wash day. Not here, though, oh no. At Longbourn House they washed their own dirty linen. There are sheets and pillow slips... There is our shifts, too. Polly wiped her hands on her apron and went to count the loads off on her fingers, but then saw how startlingly pink they were. She frowned, turning them, examining her hands as if they were interesting but unconnected to her. They must be quite numb, for the time being at least. And there are the napkins to do, too, Sarah added. It had been that unfortunate time of the month when all the women in the house had been more than usually short-tempered, clumsy, and prone to tears, and then had bled. The napkins now soaked in a separate tub, 
that smelt uneasily of the butcher's shop. They'd be boiled last, in the dregs of the copper, before it was emptied. I reckon we have five more loads to do. Sarah huffed a sigh and plucked at the seam under her arm. She'd already sweated through her dress, which she hated. It was a poplin, described by Mrs. Hill as eau de Neal, though Sarah always thought of it as eau de Beale. The unpleasant colour itself did not matter, since there was no one to see her in it, but the cut really did. It had been made for Mary, and was meant for pastry-soft arms, for needlework, for the pianoforte. It did not allow for the flex and shift of proper muscle, and Sarah only wore it now because her other dress, a mousy Lindsay Woolsey, had been sponged and dabbed and was patchy wet and hanging on the line to air the piggy stink out of it. Dump them shifts in next, she said.